Welcome to Urban Plant Health Network's podcast series, The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. We often hear of most wanted lists. Did you know, though, there's a most unwanted list as well? Well, sort of. It's actually a list of the top exotic pests which pose a threat to Australian agricultural and horticultural industries. The number one exotic plant pest on that list is a bacteria called Xylella. It causes disease in a wide range of plants, including ones that we rely on for food and fibre production, such as grapes, olives, citrus, right through to berries and stone fruits. To find out more, we're joined on this Urban Plant Health Network podcast by Craig Elliott, Program Manager for the National Xylella Preparedness Program. Craig, thanks for your time. Thanks, Drew. It's a real pleasure to be here. Craig, Xylella tops the list of Australia's national priority plant pests. I'm a little bit shocked by that because I've done a bit of this stuff and I've never, ever heard of it. What is Xylella? You're not alone there, Drew. Xylella is, uh, as you said, it's it's regarded as our number one plant biosecurity threat in Australia. And Xylella fastidiosa, to give it its full name, it's it's a plant bacteria that when it infects a host plant forms a, a sticky biofilm or like a gum inside the plant's xylem vessels. So that, uh, that gum, that biofilm, essentially stops the plant drawing up nutrients and then uh, it can cause the fruit to shrivel and cause uh, leaf to be desiccated, even die back. And in a lot of cases, for a lot of the, uh, the plants affected by it, it actually results in the, the plant death. Its symptoms, when you, you see it, uh, look a, a lot like heat or water stress, but uh, obviously a lot more serious and has a, a pretty substantial impact on our agricultural sectors. Craig, so it's a bacteria, invisible to the eye. That's right, and that's uh, one of the, the problems we have with it. So we know now that it originated out of Central America, but it only really first came to notice in the, the late 1800s when some grapevines in California were withering, and no one was really sure what the cause was. And at that stage, it was often called Anaheim disease or California disease after where it first been seen. And it wasn't until about the 1930s that it was identified as a bacteria, and the disease itself was then renamed as Pierce's disease um, after a, a fellow called Newton Pierce, who was the, the scientist who first described it in the 1800s. And it was later on that, uh, as research went into the uh, the problem itself, it was identified that uh, what the bacteria was like and how it actually uh, behaved, and it was then named as Xylella fastidiosa. If we sort of roll forward a few years from uh, there, it was um, still just regarded more as a, a problem for grapes in California. But then it entered South America and affected the Brazilian citrus industry. And then uh, the big turning point was uh, in 2013 when it was detected in olives in Italy. Since then, it, it certainly got a lot more attention and a lot more research into it so we understand how it behaves and what its uh, effects are. Today, we know that there's actually two species of Xylella. There's Xylella fastidiosa, the one we uh, just mentioned before, and then a second one called Xylella taiwanesis which is uh, only found in Taiwan, hence the name, and uh, we believe it only affects apples and, and pears. But Xylella fastidiosa is the, the one that we're most concerned about. It's, it's got four different subspecies and uh, certainly over 80 genotypes. Uh, it's found throughout North and South America, um, now found through Mediterranean Europe, in Israel, Iran, and as, as we said earlier, it's, it's regarded as our number one biosecurity threat to our horticulture and wine sectors. 
It can also affect our native species. So it's, uh, it's one of those ones that uh, the impacts just keep on happening. We know that some Australian native species are, are also susceptible to infection and um, hence it's uh, reached that number one status. Well, Craig, you, your list there seems quite long. Is there a number against there in, in terms of the number of plants that would be affected in Australia if it got hit? This is one of the challenges we often face with biosecurity in Australia, that we see the impacts overseas, but until it, you know, the particular disease or um, insect arrives in Australia, we don't know the full extent of the impact. So we know from overseas surveillance and research that there's uh, almost 600 different plant species at risk that can be host to xyloa and a lot of commercial crops in there. So uh, everything from grapes and olives through citrus, uh, a lot of the berries, stone fruits, uh, a lot of ornamental plants like uh, oleander and lavender and the Australian native species we're, we're still very uncertain about. From overseas, where uh, some Australian natives have been found to be infected, uh, we know that um, some acacias and eucalypts are at risk, and uh, even ones like clistamen. So what we're expecting that if Zola does come into Australia, that we'll see the host range really explode in our, our native uh, species. It's similar to what happened when we had myrtle rust detected uh, a bit over a decade ago now in Australia where in the early days the, the host range was relatively small and then as the rust sort of spread throughout the eastern Australia, more and more host species were identified and uh, that list unfortunately became uh, extremely large. Our fear is that uh, this will be the same experience with Xylella if it comes into Australia. Well, Craig, yeah, if it comes into Australia and people like you are working very hard to try and raise awareness and make sure that it doesn't come in, but it's a bacteria. So... What carries it around? Is it the wind or has it got a host species that carries it around? Yeah, what we've seen uh, from overseas is it's usually introduced into a new region through infected plant material. So someone imports a, a plant from one country that has Xylella, it uh, somehow bypasses a, a quarantine in that country and enters the country. So in Europe, it's been linked to the movement of coffee plants, particularly from Central America and North America. And that's essentially what uh, they believe saw the introduction of it into those areas. Once it's into a region, it's, uh, it's vectored or it's moved primarily through insects. And there's a, there's a number of different insects that um, we're concerned about here. Fortunately, the main ones overseas that are known to be transmitting it uh, aren't found in Australia. So it's one of those cases that, one, we're on the lookout for the bacteria and trying to prevent it coming into Australia, but we're also watching for those insect vectors and trying to keep them out as well. Craig, it sounds like a bit of a horror show, and I don't mean that lightly at all. In regards to if it gets in, have we got anything that we can use to eradicate it? And you're right, it is a bit of a horror show. We've seen some examples of, of what happens in overseas countries uh, when xylella takes hold and the, the impact it has on horticulture and, and other plant species. And unfortunately, there is no cure or treatment at the moment. So there's, again, been some really good research done overseas. In the US, there's now some tolerant grape varieties that are now available in the US that um, aren't as badly as affected. In Italy, there's some research that's found um, two particular olive cultivars are more tolerant to xylella, and so you know they're still able to stay in production. But unfortunately, no real answer there yet. We are watching some research, particularly in Europe, where they're using uh, bacteriophages. So uh, they're the good bacteria that attacks the bad bacteria like xylella. 
So by using a, a bacteriophage, potentially you can inject it into a, an infected tree and it might be able to clean up the, uh, the xylella. But still very early days there in seeing how effective that will be and um, how, how well it can actually sustain a tree that's been infected. Like with a lot of biosecurity issues, prevention is the key. The longer we can keep it out of Australia, the better off we are. Well, indeed, prevention does sound like the key. So as part of that, what sort of projects and programs are currently preparing us for an incursion of xylella or, or awareness to keep it away? At the national border, the Australian government has um, systems in place and does surveillance on incoming plants. And that's um, obviously an important one, both for people, passengers coming in, but also for the any sort of plant imports that come in, that they're all being uh, checked in behind that, obviously, we, we know that um, there's always a risk that something will be you know, missed or someone will be able to smuggle something in and uh, away we go. So we've been doing a lot of work over the last couple of years working with the industry groups to prepare them. That ranges from working with growers and groups of growers to basically prepare their properties so they have good biosecurity in place before they, they need it. So if something does go wrong, they've got a, uh, an extra buffer that uh, helps protect them. But we're also looking at um, the capability of the governments to respond to something like this. And we have some projects that are looking at um, improving the diagnostics in behind it so that if we do have a, a suspect dete detection, that the tests can be done very, very quickly and, and hopefully actually in the field. So there's no delay in getting a result back and that we can then you know, identify what the problem is and get to it as quickly as possible. We're also looking at um, what our local insect vectors could be. We know overseas that, uh, particularly in, in California, the, the glassy wing sharpshooter is, a, is the major vector in terms of moving the bacteria around. In other countries, uh, particularly in Italy, it was an insect called the meadow spittlebug which causes us some concern uh, as it's it's also found in New Zealand. So we know those ones are, we're on the lookout for, but we don't know if Zylella came into the country whether some of our local insects might actually pick it up and then move it about as well. So we've got a research project going there, just looking at um, the potential for some of our native insects and some of our introduced insects that are already here, what sort of role they might take in any sort of outbreak of Zylella in this country. There's a range of other projects going on. One that we're particularly excited about is looking at um, what's called hyperspectral image analysis. So it's using uh, special cameras to identify any sort of responses by plants to infection. And it's been deployed overseas in Italy and Spain. And the beauty of it is that it can actually detect up a xylella detection before it's actually visible to the human eye. So by getting this sort of image analysis in place, we'll actually have, a, again, early detection sort of system to help us out. So that's very early days here. And obviously uh, the complexity of that is uh, we know it works overseas. It's trying to work out whether it would work here in Australia in Australian conditions. Craig, some exciting developments there and fingers crossed they're sped up as much as possible. Craig, what should gardeners do if they suspect a plant of theirs is showing signs of xylella? And this is important. It's, it's the same with any sort of biosecurity pest or disease. And we, we use that mantra of see, secure, report. So if you see anything unusual, whether it's an unusual insect or there's some unusual symptoms in your plant, report it to your local biosecurity um, agency. And there's a national hotline, uh, 1800 084 881 which connects you to your, your local biosecurity officers. So if you see something there, it's um, I think we, we always prefer people to be cautious and 
phone up, ask the question. They'll probably ask you a few more um, details. And even if you're able to send in a, a photo or something like that of, of what you're seeing. So it's always, if you see an unusual insect, it's worth having a, a bit of a look and just confirming what it is. And if you've got some plants that are, the leaves are showing a, a bit of dieback, or um, certainly around the margin of the leaf it's um, browning off or it's got some sort of scorch on it it's certainly worth uh, just getting it checked um, to be safe rather than sorry. Craig you have a really big job helping keep Australia free of this literally number one pest. Craig Elliott program manager for the National Xylella Preparedness Program thanks for joining us on the Urban Plant Health Network podcast. Thanks Drew thanks for your help. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad and The Bugly. For more episodes in this series, find us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave a comment or rating and share this series with your friends and family. All information is accurate at the time of release. This podcast was developed for the Urban Plant Health Network.